Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on WGWG, uh, Gardner-Webb University is where we are coming with this show as always. Uh, Cinema Scene, we talk to, uh, to filmmakers, we give you movie reviews, we talk about major hot topics in the industry, and today, very, very happy uh, to have an incredible actor, Mahershala Ali is our guest, and uh, let, me, let me tell you a few things about Mahershala, and if I'm wrong on these, you, you got to call me on them, okay? you got to call me on them. Um, <laughs> okay. All right? Um, I, I, from, all what right. I, from what I understand, uh, from uh, Haywood, California, a suburb of Oakland, yes. you were an yes. expert cyclist as a kid or a, or a BMX kind of biker, is that right? Yes, absolutely. And, all right, and um, you got to got some of your acting chops taken uh, care of when you were doing some work with the California Shakespeare Theater. Is that all correct? Yes. Wow. California Shakespeare Festival. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. man, that, I'm, that's good. I'm three for three. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will stop at that. Yeah. I don't. You know, if I've got three uh, yeah. three home runs right there, I'm in good all shape. All right. <laughs> man, yeah. thanks for uh, thanks well, thank for being you. on our show. Oh, it's a pleasure pleasure getting to talk with you. I appreciate you having me. Man, um, your career is pretty amazing. Um, you've got so many different things under your belt. Um, the uh, first time I saw you uh, back in uh, 2006, the 4400 uh, TV series. Yeah. And then uh, the next time I remember seeing you was uh, in one of my all-time favorite films, The Curious Case of Benjamin Buttons. Uh, but, oh, wow. Yeah. But, man, it, it's continued. Uh, you've been involved in the Hunger Games films, House of Cards, some great work yeah. in House of Cards. Luke Cage. Thank you. Man, what an amazing uh, role you had there as, a, as an antagonist. Hopefully we'll talk about that. And in 2016, it continued with feature film work with uh, Free State of Jones, Hidden Figures, and, of course, Moonlight. Uh, man, yeah. um, tell me, what is it that brought you into this industry coming from, you know, once you realized, okay, uh, I've peaked as a cyclist almost, you know, what is it that brought you into this, uh, into this acting career? Well, um, just to go back uh, quickly, so I raced from when I was 4 to 10. Yeah, 10. And I, I was, uh, yeah, 4 to 10 years old, <laughs> and I could turn pro. Well, because it was, it was the ABA, American Bicycle Association. Right. I was a BMX racer. Right. We had sponsorship and all this stuff, and this was early, early on in that. And in that sport, like in, in, in the sport being organized, and it had been organized for probably 10 years prior to us getting into it. Okay. But um, so I hit, I was 10 years old and I was two years from turning pro. My cousins who raced as well, who were a couple years older than me, uh, one of them was pro. And I was kind of, I was on that track. I was, I, I was doing the best that you could possibly do before you turn pro. Like I couldn't go higher than, than what I was or right. where I was at. And so I started playing basketball, though, um, and that's where I saw um, sort of more of a future for myself or and just your interest changed. Look, I was 10 years old. Yeah. And then so I started doing really well in basketball, and that's actually how I got to college, to undergrad. I got a basketball scholarship. Okay, okay. So in, in, in my time in college is when I sort of discovered theater, um, that was an interesting experience. I think I had, I was thinking back, it was, there was, there was several things I could have did better for sure. Um, right. but I think I was found myself a little bit disappointed in the collegiate experience Okay, and which worked out for me because I found, discovered writing and theater and, um, and in a real sort of peripheral way. 
And but then it became my focus. So I walked out of undergrad right into California Shakespeare Fest, Festival, which led to me getting into the New York University, uh, NYU's graduate acting program. So I've been really kind of doing it since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it played out. <laughs> so, so at what point uh, in college, was it in college that you realized that you not only loved this, but you had a gift or a talent that you've developed for it? Well, look, we all need, we all need our, 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 our mentors, yeah. our, our sages, those people who support us in some way, even if it's just a comment, like a teacher that you really look up to and they stop and say, Hey, you're, you're good at this. And cause you don't know, you just do whatever comes natural. Right. To you. At least I didn't. And, uh, so I had a teacher who, who wrote me a card. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. Um, but 20 some odd years ago, um, well, 20 years ago, wrote me this card and, um, told me that, that she'd seen me in this play. I did two plays in college and she didn't know what my plans were for after, um, uh, undergrad, but if acting, was in those plans that I should I need needed to be around the best teachers and students um, I could find, wow. and um, so that became the impetus for me to really commit to um, auditioning for graduate school. Yeah, and um, I got into at that time what was the best graduate acting program in the country because it was NYU and Yale always flip flopped and went back and forth. So yeah. I, I got to NYU at that time. And um, so that's really been the difference for me. So it was it was just positive feedback, honestly, between um, a teach a professor I had named um, Victoria Trussell, who's in the communications department, yeah, and um, an, an acting teacher that I had at at St. Mary's College as well, named Rebecca Engel. That kind of between the uh, a small group of professors were the ones who who kind of nudged me in that direction. You know, I think you really yeah. hit on uh, the aspect of the importance of finding those mentors, or as you said, the sages in yeah. our lives, and, and recognizing yeah. them, and then celebrating them after we have found that way. And, you know, I can look back yeah. in my life, and there's the same way. And, man, I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. that, because I think many yeah. times those professors or those who are, are serving in that kind of leadership role and in, in, in parenting to an extent someone else, sometimes they don't really get get to see the fruits of their labor or they don't get to uh, <laughs> right. understand how much it's appreciated. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. I right. really do. I really right. do. Well, man. Um, yeah, you know, no, I, and I appreciate them because they, they, they own so much of, of what is, what has happened for me and family too, you know, um, family and friends, cause they, they have to sacrifice so much for you to pursue, especially in this business Yeah, for you to, when you, ha- when you start having, success and, and, and parts flow your way. And it just means you're gone a lot. It just means you're away. You're not able to connect in that same way. And they've been supporting, at least I'm speaking for myself. I've been, I've had a small group, a small circle of friends and who have really supported me, my best friends and closest friends, none of which act, you know, they're just guys I played ball with and who I grew up with. And it's only a handful and they've been supporting me from day one. And the thing is though, that I don't get to really see my mom or my grandmother or I, I just don't cause I'm, I just been so busy, yeah. but I know that they, they are supporting me from a distance and, um, and, you know, sending good energy and prayers and all that my way. And, um, so, um, so yeah, it, it requires a lot of your friends and family and professors and people who've really 
kind of helped you get your start. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a sacrifice for them in some ways too. Yeah, but they um, but but they make a, such a huge impact. They really do. Well, man. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I know we've got just a few minutes, but I do want to talk to you about a couple yeah. of roles in particular. Uh, your role sure. in Luke Cage. Um, man, what an mm. interesting antagonist that uh, Cottonmouth yeah. <laughs> was. Um, and there was this deep love of music that he had as a mm. character. And, and I think music yeah. in that particular series it plays a very strong supporting role throughout the entire series. Um, Absolutely. Is, is that something, is music something that connects to you personally as well? And if so, how does that relate in the roles that, that you're able to be a part of? Um, I, I think... I think if if Cottonmouth and myself had any real similarities, it would be our love for music. Okay. Um, maybe not the maybe not the same type of right. music per se, but I you, music is definitely a, a great love of mine. I love sharing music. I love finding music. I love talking about music. Um, I'm a bit of a, a collector of of old hip hop stuff, and even the stuff that people would sample in hip hop and rap that were the, the records that inspired some of these songs and whatnot. I really, am, I've always been into that and in a way that, cause it's, and honestly coming from where I've come from and in, in the generation, um, hip hop really, really saved a lot of lives and, and really gave, uh, kids who otherwise didn't have an opportunity to do much of anything else. It gave people, it gave people a place to, to express themselves and to put their energy and a creative energy it created a lot of jobs. And so, um, we, I have a really, um, um, a really deep tie and appreciation and love for, for hip hop and for music in general. Um, and in terms of like, uh, characters. So the first thing I've talked about this a lot, but, but it's just true that one of the first things, if not the first thing I really do, um, after reading the script and saying yes to a job or whatnot or being offered a job, is I begin to, to, to put together a, a playlist of, of things that speak to that character's experience, perhaps in the film or the energy um, of that character, things that I feel like he would listen to um, and really try to capture music that, exists in the time of that character yeah, and yeah. before that character and um in some ways it, it helps me lock into to uh, some sort of feeling or sense of of that person's kind of wavelength and vibe and whatnot and 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 it just helps me and, it, and it's and it's different from the stuff that i'm personally listening to right. at that time i try not to to mix the two yeah. um, but yeah it definitely informs me yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting when I look at um, the, the music, the impact of music on Luke Cage, but then I look at Moonlight, and in Moonlight, mm. there was just this amazing use of silence and sound design that yeah. allowed the actors um, many times to, to be as as powerful without the dialogue as with the dialogue. Right. Talk about how you right. took that on as an actor in Moonlight. Hmm. Well, we didn't have any rehearsal time. Okay. Like none. Yeah. And which is which is not that abnormal, uh, especially for indie indie films. But what Barry did was so. With speaking specifically about Juan, my character, um, there's probably 15 minutes of footage that didn't make the cut of the film. You know, because you're starting to 
you know, organize your footage and cut things together and see the, the arc kind of play out. You, right. you start looking at what you need and you start cutting, trimming fat or things that feel like that they divert the story or whatnot. But in the process of filming it, we shot the film in 25 days. Wow. I may have worked seven days, wow. maybe. Um, wow. In the pro, yeah, Naomi uh, Harris did her parts and she's in all three chapters she did hers in three days like wow. it's, it Amazing. was a really intense yeah <laughs> yeah um but in doing all that the in speaking on the maybe 15 minutes of extra footage or scene work that that i personally did it was a lot of just sitting in space with the with the other characters so usually i was working with with the uh, with little or chiron uh who pl- is played by alex hibbert who was at that time maybe 11 years old. Yeah. And we would be just driving around in the city. We'd be improving a bit or yeah. just in space, um, just sitting around and Barry's filming us. So we had to be as alive as you and I would have to be right. if we were sitting in your studio and maybe you're, you know, working on something, maybe you're not. Yeah. How, just how friends sit in space. Yeah. And so, and without dialogue. Just yeah. being together, yes. and in that you have to have real thoughts. You have to have real things going on, um, and then you incorporate that into a scene where something is really supposed to happen. Uh, Barry, the director, Barry Jenkins, is intending for something to happen, um, but you mix that and you stretch that out um, with people processing information, processing emotions, you know, um, with characters who are all emotionally intelligent, that you have something, I think, especially for these characters who look like they look coming from the world they come from. It's just not something we're accustomed to seeing on camera. Um, and and it's just played out and, and put together in, in, in a really beautiful and, and unique way. And I hope it's something that encourages other filmmakers to to take a similar approach because it's really beautiful getting to just see people think sometimes um yeah so it's it's i i I, that's my favorite part of that yeah that's my my favorite quality in the move and in moonlight is is having an opportunity to see these characters process things in silence and then sometimes it is supported by by nicholas's uh uh by, by nick's uh um uh, score sound design yeah just amazing well so, Mo- moonlight yes. is uh just amazing work and your work on that uh has been recognized by so many uh and the film itself has been recognized by so many different groups including the critics choice awards which uh, i get a chance to, yeah. to be a part of and man just uh, i just oh. appreciate your time um uh, i really Thank appreciate you. your time and i just want to give you Thank a chance you. to answer one final question uh, any lessons from yes. Uh, a director that you've taken that you feel have provided a foundation for you, or if there's anything else that you'd just like to share with our audience today? Uh, well, I, I will say that sometimes there's, there's I'm, I'm on set or working on something, and, and um, well, there's two things I would say. Um, sometimes I'm working on something, working on set, and I just feel like I'm not hitting it. Like it's just not... It's not clicking, and I find myself feeling a little bit frustrated. And then I just have to think about just telling the truth. Yeah. And if you, if you, and just encourage yourself to tell the truth. I think your body, your mind, your spirit knows what that is. Like it, it just, it just does. And and usually, if I can remember to tell myself to just tell the truth, 
um, from my character's point of view, obviously, um, then it usually it usually kind of clicks, it kind of kind of sets in, and it, it tends to work. And then the other thing I'll say, which another actor shared with me years ago, and I and and, and this is something that's really stuck with me for. Oh, wow, 20, 20 years now. Um, I was an apprentice at uh, California Shakespeare Festival. Um, I was right out of school. Um, it was my first time really getting to to really act in a concentrated way. And I, I felt like I had a... It's great to be natural at something, but that's just a, a beginning, honestly. Like, you have to... I strongly mm-hmm. believe in training and teachers and, and tutelage and... Um, I had so I'd really only been acting a few months, but I was doing well at at Cal Shakes, and we had a day where we were working with, or on one of these days we were working with one of the professional actors, and 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 again I was an apprentice, and so there's a group of us sitting around, and this gentleman got up and he says, um, "How many of you are here to um, uh, to be rich and famous?" <laughs> we kind of looked at each other yeah. like what is what did he and we're look we're in we were actually rehearsing rehearsing excuse me in yeah. Oakland at that time but okay. the the Shakespeare festival was was you know maybe 20 miles away in in an area called Orinda okay and um so and I think in my heart at least at that time and in my mind like part of it was like man I, I want to be famous I want to be and 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 no, I don't know, man. I was really young. I was 22, uh, and um, and he said, and if if any of you are here to be rich and famous, this is a good time for you to get out. Wow, wow. And I remember being a little surprised, a little offended by that. And then he went on to really explain and share um, that it's about the work. Yeah. It's just about doing the work. Yeah. It's about trying to be excellent at the work and, and doing it for the sake and love of the work. And as a result, of if you do that, if you really approach it from the standpoint of trying to do the best work you could do, working to tell the truth, working to be an ally to, to this larger narrative, an offshoot of that is, is that perhaps you will be excellent at it one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And an offshoot of being excellent at something is... Yeah, people will know who you are. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. but it's really <laughs> just purely about just do the work. Yeah, and and I try to remind myself of that. I try to take that spirit into into every kind of phase of my career, every set that I'm on, every opportunity that I have. That especially now that things have have definitely you know um, expanded in some right. way, and there's more of an awareness of my work that I think. Now more than ever, it's really important yeah. for me and for other young actors out there, or, or any any field that you're in. You could be the fame is or, or notoriety or right. celebrity can be attached to so many different. You know, you'd be a celebrity doctor, but yeah. it's really about your work. Yes. Your work, just do the work and yeah. do the best work you can do, and do it for the sake of of the love of the work yeah. and all the other stuff. Just is is yeah, that's icing on the cake, yeah, but that's is. not the cake, you know. So that's that's the thing that I would I would really offer up. Wow, I appreciate that, uh, Mahershala Thank you. Ali, our guest today, right here on Cinema Scene. You can find his work in things from um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button to Hunger Game Films, House of Cards, Luke Cage, Free State of Jones, Hidden Figures, and Moonlight. Man, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you.
Such a pleasure. Thank oh, you. Man, for me as well. And uh, I, I continue to look forward to following you wherever you go, man. Thank you. Right. I, I, I look forward to, to doing more and hopefully getting to talk to you again in the future. Oh, I'd love that as well. Uh, for all of our listeners, all right. thank you so much for listening to WGWG and Cinema Scene right here on Gardner-Webb University Radio. For this week, that is a wrap.